0: All right, we got Brad Thomas up next from NBC Sports Edge. We're going to talk some college football. Brad, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing pretty good. It's exciting that we are so close to college football.
0: I can't wait, man. So let's talk some week zero to start things off couple games, and I see some value with a couple of these. Let's start with the first game of the season, technically, I guess. It's in Ireland, and it's Northwestern. Now 13.5-point underdogs, taking on Nebraska. It's a big year for Scott Frost. I joked today that if they don't cover the spread, let alone win, uh, they should leave Scott Frost in Ireland. Your thoughts on that game, the side, the total? Are you playing that one?
1: Yeah, this game's going to be interesting. You know, the first thing I did, I I looked at the weather. And this is absolutely perfect, big-ten weather. It's about 60 degrees. No rain, not a lot of sunshine. I think this game is going to be one dominated by Nebraska. We know that Northwestern will absolutely be better than they were last year. Pat Fitzgerald just doesn't consistently roster terrible teams. But one thing they really struggled in was offense. They were about 108th in offensive efficiency. Uh, They only scored 10 passing touchdowns, and I don't think that there's this magical jump for Ryan Helensky. So how I'm playing this game, I'm actually backing Northwestern's team total under 18.5 points. I got it before it was steamed down at nineteen and a half, but I still think eighteen's very comfortable. Like if you think about the the defense of Nebraska, that was actually their strong suit last year, only yeah. allowing around twenty two points per game.
2: So I'm curious then, is it possible? Because you've got Mark Whipple coming in as the offensive coordinator, you know, after turning Kenny Pickett into this first round pick, right? And Nebraska, even though they were a pretty fast team last year, you know. At Pitt, Whipple played even faster, right? So is there a possibility that that team total under uh, can hit, but also the total for the game can go over? You see that being a possibility?
1: Listen, this game's not going to be the 56-7 to like it was last year. My biggest worry about playing the over and the under on Nebraska uh, Northwestern team total is this Nebraska offense is going to look much different. So with Adrian Martinez, one thing that he really excelled at for this Nebraska team was – getting out of the pocket when there was a lot of pressure. Now Casey Thompson comes in, not as mobile. Let's see what happens. I know they're going to play fast, and I do think they're going to score a ton of points. If you want to bet any kind of over, I kind of would lean closer to Nebraska team total over Mm. uh, in the first quarter. It's plus money right now, and I think that they do score at least 10 points, so all you need is a touchdown um, and a touchdown in a field goal or a touchdown in a safety, and you clear that over seven and a half.
0: Brett, what are your thoughts on Nevada and New Mexico State? Because I bet this a couple months ago, actually. I got double digits with uh, New Mexico State, and I really like the under in this game. I'm down on Nevada. They lose pretty much everybody, man. New coaching staff. They lose Carson Strong, who's now in the National Football League as a backup quarterback. I just think there's too much turnover for them. I think think they're like a four- or five-win team at best. Nevada is this year. Did you do anything with this game?
1: Yeah, this is a stay-away spot for me. But if I were to bet it, I would want that early price. It's hard for me to kind of get behind a team like betting New Mexico State who's really bad and there's a lot of steam on the line. So if I'm already missed the window of three or four points yeah. then I'm just going to have to stay away. But yes, this Nevada team is going to be much different. I've seen some interesting plays by people trying to to play this game under. I was excited to talk about this game because I think you know a lot of people are going to see this and be like, hey, this is an under game. Nevada's going from that air raid, uh, Carson strong to a run heavy offense under Kevin Wilson. I think that books kind of have that baked into the line already. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's just out there, just so excited to bet the under just be careful because you know, books baked that in, they had that information and also New Mexico state last year gave up 489 yards per game and 40 points per game. Like it's not like this New Mexico state team is any good. It's just Nevada has taken a step down.
2: So a lot of line movement in the Illinois-Wyoming game. Uh, They went from 10-point favorites to now 13-point favorites. The total, 43.5 there. Obviously, probably not a lot of value in betting Illinois just on the money line. All all by itself, I think it's, what, minus 500. Um, What do you think about this game? Is there any value there in any one of these plays, whether that's a total, team total, under or over, just something on the spread?
1: You know, I was interested in Illinois at minus 10. um, And then what's actually kind of crazy is when I was just finalizing everything before talking to you guys, the line went from minus 12 to minus 13. And I think that's in the last two hours-ish. Yeah. Um, I, I think that this Illinois team is going to surprise people. You know, they're looking for their first winning season in over a decade. Tommy DeVito comes in from Q's. They have Chase Brown, who's a really good running back. I'm just afraid of playing anything a little close to the 14 mark. That's two touchdowns that you're going to have to win by with an Illinois team who's going to want to establish the run early. If this turns into one of those games where it's just Illinois pounding the rock 70% of the time, you, you, you run into the, the issue of a possible backdoor cover. But if you want to play this game, I really do love Chase Brown, over 105 rushing yards. Wyoming, who got worse on the defensive line, they allowed nearly five yards per attempt and 180 rush yards per game. Yes, Chase, Chase Brown will split carries with the other two backs, but he will be the lead back, and I'm expecting to get somewhere around 25 carries in that game. It's going to be very fun if he breaks one for 20 yards or 15 yards because he's going to have those four- and five-yard chunk plays that he naturally will get.
2: Would you do anything with the total? It's 43-and-a-half. Wyoming's defense obviously going to take a huge hit four starters in the secondary gone, both starting linebackers gone, including Chad Muma gone. So, uh especially like considering what they want to do on offense, you think you like the over in this game 43 and a half or would you stay away?
1: I am going to stay away because I think that what Illinois is going to do is they're going to play big ten football. They're going to run between the tackles. I know they're going to want to see what they have out of Tommy DeVito, but I think a lot of it is going to be running. It- it's just Yes, we know Wyoming has, is only returning thirty-four percent of their total production, offense and defense. I just don't want to touch a, a total. I don't think that I don't think that Wyoming will score enough on Illinois. Right. And and I don't want Illinois to just be a team who's just running the ball every play and they end
0: up scoring twenty-four points or, or, or at, at twenty-four most 35 ten kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: something gross.
0: Yeah, Brad, you know, you talked about kind of missing the number and how you're not going to go back and play it when you could have had a better number. And that's what I'm looking at right now with UTEP. I loved UTEP against North Texas. They were plus four. As you look now, though, it's pretty much a pick You know, they're plus one at home. Total's 54 and a half. They're minus 105 on the money line. Obviously, we kind of missed the value. We could have had more than a field goal. But any thoughts on that game? And just kind of like, you know, looking ahead to these lines, you know, week zero, week one, if you do miss the number, uh, do you just kind of stay away?
1: Yeah, I, if, I, if I miss a number, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good about staying away, especially in week zero. This game was probably the biggest head-scratcher for me, yeah. right? You know, you have a UTEP side who should absolutely dominate, right? Well, on paper, UTEP should dominate. They, they return a ton of starters. They're very good at home. And The home team is covered in, what, six of the last meetings between the two. Yeah. But then you have a North Texas team who's also undervalued and played really good football. And I don't think that this is a game I want to get behind because I can make a legitimate argument for both sides. I think this is one where if you want to bet this game and you just absolutely need to have something in this window, I would bet UTEP because they're home and the home team has had the number in this game.
2: Hawaii, Vanderbilt. Um, That is the chase game of the night, 10.30 p.m. start. So if you you need to whatever that looks like, dig out of a hole, or just you need a little bit more <laughs> adrenaline. Uh, they are nine-and-a-half-point dogs to Vanderbilt, the total of 53-and-a-half. Uh, would you do anything in this game? Is there anything that you find to be particularly interesting?
1: Yeah, um, I already missed the number on Vanderbilt, but I don't think I would was all that gung-ho on wanting to back Vanderbilt as a touchdown favorite against anyone. Um, Hawaii has a lot, to, a lot of work to do. You know, Timmy Chang takes over this team and he's basically rebuilding the entire roster. Only 25% of their entire production is coming back. And he also wants to change their offensive philosophy. That's a lot of work to do. I'm actually on the over, and I'm okay with this line getting steamed in the other direction. It makes sense why people want to bet the under here. You have a Vanderbilt team who, is only, who only scored about 17 points per game last season and a Hawaii team who you know, didn't do all that great in the Mountain West. Like t- Scoring 28 points in the Mountain West is nothing. But you have two terrible defenses. Uh, Vanderbilt's ranked somewhere around 100 in defensive efficiency, and Hawaii's around 118, 112. I like the over here because I think this is an opportunity for Vanderbilt to really flex their offensive muscle against the bad defense. This is a Vandy team that gave up 35 points per game, Hawaii 31 points per game. But one thing we've, we've probably been hearing all over any publication you listen to is, oh, my God, Hawaii is something like 11-1 and one against the spread in their last 12 home openers. So we know when teams go to Hawaii for week one, Hawaii puts on a show. So even if Vanderbilt goes out there and they flex their muscle, they show we're the SEC, we're showing how good this Mike Wright, this Mike Wright guy is, Hawaii's going to get their points. I think that this is a really good opportunity to be an exciting shootout and a lot of defensive mistakes for the Hawaii team.
0: Uh Brad, any early week one looks. We got some good games. You know, you got Oregon taking on Georgia. Oregon's a 17 and a half point dog. Don't no- want to miss the number. Notre Dame is a dog t- obviously, uh, as they should be against Ohio State. Anything else you like?
1: Um, I did lock in. I'm trying to just make sure to clarify this number hasn't changed too much. Yes, I locked in LSU minus two and a half. It moved to minus three. This is this is an interesting game here because Everyone thinks that uh, Miles Brennan leading LSU was this really big cog in the wheel that just got taken out for LSU. I actually think Jaden Daniels is going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. And that helps them more against the FSU because FSU, what, where they're going to hang their hats on this season is their defensive line getting to the quarterback. Now you, you put in a mobile quarterback with quality D1 starting experience uh, coming out of, out of Arizona State. So I think that LSU – gets back to what the LSU should be under Brian Kelly, playing good defense, controlling the clock, and it's a good line. This game's played in the Superdome, too. Like, this is practically a home game for LSU.
2: Another game I'm really excited about, Utah at Florida. That is a lit game, like a very underrated game. Utah comes in as a two-and-a-half-point favorites. We've talked about whether Utah should get love to win the Pac-12 overall. Uh, what do you like in this game? Uh, I know I know that this number has moved just a little bit, too.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to end up on Utah. Um, I, I would be more comfortable taking Utah on the money line just because it's at Florida, mm-hmm. and Florida in t- the Swamp is so difficult to play. But this is a Utah team who's returning a ton of production, and they have aspirations higher than just winning the Pac-12. They want to be a legitimate college football playoff team. Cam Rising, Tavion Thomas are uh, two of the best quarterback running back tandems in college football. Yeah, we know that Florida has AR-15, or, or he's, excuse me, he's actually not going by that anymore. So Anthony Richardson, yes, they have him, but they don't have a running game. They have a lot of work to do under first-year head coach Napier. I'm going to have to back Utah, even in the hostile environment. But if this line moves any more past that two number, you've got you to gotta really consider taking the money line. I, I was there when Alabama played Florida. And Alabama was the second best team in the entire country last year. And it was yeah. tough for them to win in the swamp. I just, my head was vibrating. My, my yeah. hands were vibrating. I was like, I don't even want to put my, I don't even want to sit down. I might get dizzy. Like it was, it was that insane. That's how hard it is to play in the swamp. And it will be just like that. So I think if that's a line you want to consider playing on the money line.
0: Love it, man. Thanks so much, Brad. We'll talk again soon. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. You guys have a great one. Thanks, Brad. Brad Thomas, NBC Sports He's Edge. Good. I love that guy. You know why I love him?
2: Because he wears a a leopard print shirt with his chest out.
0: Because he likes Utah like me, yes, because of that as well.
2: We need to get you one of those shirts.